What's up, YouTube? And I just man Tivo. Welcome to Lords of Longbox Presents the Cover Rice Top 10 for books ending week of uh 6 11 2023. This is a two man wrecking crew tonight. Uh, JB had some stuff he had to take care of. Laura's out of town, so we're gonna try to rock this uh two man crew. So, uh, while you guys are congregating, uh, let's put up two uh, live have- crew. Uh, we should play two live crew, but <laughs> probably too explicit. But uh, we haven't said the word in a while. But me and Gabe are going to rock this. Gabe, so it was good to people. Yo, what up, everybody? Welcome in. Thanks for showing up. Uh, shout out to JB and Laura taking care of what they got to take care of. So what's the stuff that JB always mentions? Hey, guys, hit that thumbs up. Subscribe. Uh, do the text alert for uh, Bird City Comics. Be awesome. Uh, we're going to do a giveaway. So make sure you comment on that last video. So we're all set. We're going to make this work today. Yeah, the video is in there the from last Thursday Shaker. So uh, at the end of this show, we're going to pull another 
winner. Uh, it's going to take a while for these books to ship because I'm still waiting for the last next batch of books to get shipped to me by Bird City Comics. And then uh, you're going to get the the new stuff. So uh, there you go. How about they that? They got a lot of cool variants coming out, like Battle oh, yeah. Chaser. They got like, you know, other stuff that they were telling us behind the scenes. So yeah, Bro, I just I just stuff. dug through my long boxes, man. I, I have like issues one through five or six of Battle Chasers and uh, yeah. including the uh, variants for number one. I was like, wow, I didn't even know. I, I remember buying these. I was like, holy oh, cow. Okay. That book is beautiful, man. Just sit there and just flip through it and enjoy the art. Yeah. So yeah. good. Once again, this show was brought to our friends over at coverprice.com for your price guides, collections, and trends. Go ahead and over to coverprice.com and sign up for a two-week free trial or $6.99 a month. Keep track of all your stuff and see how valuable your shit is. Also, our good friends at Bird City Comics use discount code LOTLB to get 15% off anything in the Bird City Comics store. So make sure you hit them up. I'm pretty sure they'll be dropping something uh, this Friday, uh, but they're out of town. So we'll see how that plays out. But uh, there's some cool stuff like this and like this, um, this. This is really cool, actually. Yeah. I'm digging this one. Uh, it's kind the of Steamboat like, Willie homage. Yeah, Steamboat Willie, the rat. Yeah. So once again, this is cover price top 10. Bear with us. I'm going to read as well as Gabe. And so I'll highlight comments won't be highlighted as quickly as they usually are but as always there's a, a runner-up to the top 10 what do we have for this week's runner-up oh man uh so top runner-up for this week we're looking at amazing spider-man number 239 uh this is from 1987 craven is one of the most notorious villains in spider-man's world gallery he is set to make an, an explosive appearance in the new Spider-Man 2 PS5 game. The villain looks like he is going to be set up to be one of the main villains of the storyline. Additionally, Sony is still moving ahead with their film version of Craven the Hunter. Needless to say, Craven is currently in the spotlight, and this classic tale is arguably one of the best Craven storylines. No argue about that whatsoever. That's a fact. This book is part two in the Craven's Last Hunt storyline, and continues the trend of amazing covers. We've tracked 11 copies sold, seven-day trend of 226%, high sell was 165 for a CGC 9.8, and near mint raw fair market value is $28. Uh, so Amazing Spider-Man number 293 coming in at the runner. I wonder why is it the second issue of Craven's Last Hunt that's trending as opposed to the first one? I'm not sure. I'm not because I was gonna say the one. This is an amazing storyline and everything, but the one that everybody needs to get it's is two ninety four, which is the next one, which is like the end of the storyline, and that's the whole thing with Craven. Like the major thing people know Craven for happens in that issue, and then also interesting is the one before this part one, is that amazing uh, Web of Spider Man cover where he's coming out of the grave. And that's yeah. like one of the coolest covers of all time. I mean, can we spoil it for people who haven't read it yet? I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody's read it, right? It's almost I mean, 40 years old. Yeah. So Craven shoots himself in the face with a shotgun at the end of the book. Yeah. So basically, Spider-Man is quote unquote dead. And Craven wants to be take over the mantle of Spider-Man. He wants to be a hero. Right. I mean, that's that's the gist of it in Craven's last hunt. Uh, but you know, uh, you know, there, I mean, it's, it's really interesting. He's a, he's a layered villain to say the least. Um, so who knows, maybe Sony will do well with, um, 
with this adaptation. Isn't uh Jason Aaron Taylor playing him? Correct. That, yeah, yeah. So good old Quicksilver or uh was it Quicksilver? He was Quicksilver yeah. also. Yeah. Yeah, Quicksilver. He was in kick ass. Yeah, he's a great actor, man. So ASM number two ninety three coming in at number eleven, the runner up. All right, let's get right to the top ten boys and girls. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, at number 10, we have the Spectacular Spider-Man number 99 from 1985. As more fans make it to theaters, we see sales of this book rise across the Spider-Verse, sustained su- success. People were skeptical of the former seedless villain, but those who have seen the film no longer feel that. The spot is quickly becoming a fan favorite, potentially an A-list villain. Okay, maybe B-list. More like the shift the community saw with the Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant-Man on their on-screen debut. Now, people are returning to the aftermarket to see his second appearance and first cover appearance. As his first appearance increase, increases alongside this issue, we track 26 copies sold in a seven-day trend of 104%, a high sale with $231 and a CGC 9.8 and a raw VF for $23. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, we can spoil it, right? I mean, everybody's gonna see it's gonna see it, right? I mean, <laughs> what if the spot is in is in Spider Verse? I mean, the movie itself, because you know he, he kind of starts kind of goofy, uh, well, you know, just kind of robbing ATM, uh, you know, but then he gets really kind of dark and nefarious toward the end. Uh, let's just leave it at that, right? I mean, to say, um, try not to spoil it, but no, that's the gist of it. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody's seen it by now, right? I mean, if you're not going to see it, you're not going to see it. But number 10 on the list is Spectacular Spider-Man. Number Actually, it's Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, but they never ever say that. They just say Spectacular Spider-Man, number 99. Coming in at number 10. All right. What do we have for number nine? Number nine, going right down the list. Uh, Spectacular Spider-Man. This is issue 98 from 1985. Sure, the spot had p- potential but he never got the proper utilization to bring that potential to life. Until now, Into the Spider-Verse uh, breathed new life into this former forgotten villain. Fans are experiencing the death behind the character and his intertwined story with Miles Morales. It's just, mwah, chef's kiss. And terrifying. And full of heart. Uh, it's, all the, it's all of these things. Go see it for yourself and experience why so many fans are incredibly eager for part three and therefore are also eager to secure the first appearance of the spot. We've tracked 23 copies sold a seven day trend of 126% and a high sell of $270 for a CGC nine, eight current raw uh, for VF. The fair market value for that's $31. I'm trying to think if I have this. I know I have, I have 100 where it's a bunch of spots on the cover. Um, uh, it's like a blue cover. Um, I'm trying to remember this one, yeah, but you know, it's fun to take a, such a goofy character like the spot and make him, uh, you know, kind of terrifying toward the end of the film. <laughs> I meant, you know, uh, I meant his power, you know, tried defeating somebody who can just create like little uh spots and then punch you from different angles, you know what I mean? It's it's like uh, I don't want to say it's like Nightcrawler, but it, it it's it's interesting like that. It'd be cool to see. How they flesh out his uh, his 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 backstory and uh, everything else. Let's just say the MacGuffin in the film is the spot gets more powerful because of something that was in the first film. Can I say that? 
It's a it's a lot of portals. It's another portal movie, just like Spider Man. Yeah, the Collider, basically. Yeah, I saw it. there I spoiled it. Number nine, number nine on the list is: Has anybody? Are there any three D showings for it? I have yet to see a three D showing for it, which is a shame. I didn't know three D was still a thing in movie theaters. No, it is. I thought um, I fizzled out. No, I mean shit. I and my quantum media was in 3D. There's still some other 3Ds, but I meant the first Spider-Man film I saw, this uh animated movie I saw in uh 2D and 3 3D is incredible. Any a- animation in general in 3D just looks incredible. It's oh, yeah. a shame that I'm just ashamed that they didn't do that because most films nowadays aren't shot in 3D unless you're James Cameron and have a boner for three uh, 3D and water. You know, um, you know, he just seems to get really excited about 3D and water because they, uh, they what they do is they do a conversion um, for. So, you know, it's not truly filmed in 3D unless it explicitly say so. I mean, you can look it up. You know, it's it's interesting. Number lines, protecting Spider-Man number 98. <laughs> Ooh, let me take my breath. All right. Number eight on the list is <coughs> Ooh, I'm on the board. All right. Spider-Gwen number one. Spider-Gwen. Excuse me, from 2015. Spider-Gwen had a considerable part to play in the Into the Spider-Verse. The same goes across uh, for Across the Spider-Verse. All eyes are on the character, but unfortunately for most, the first prince of Edge of Spider-Verse number two saw incredible gains in the last few years and not attainable for many. Me, uh, I should have never sold mine. Anyway, collectors have turned to this book, her solo series, as the next most affordable key issue. We tracked 29 copies, sold a seven-day trend, 106% on a high sale, $134 in a CC 9.8 on a raw dog, F, uh, very fine fair market value of $19. And <laughs> as I sit here, I just have one like just sitting here. Yeah, it's just like, I was like, yeah, yeah, I got that. Wait, is this it? Oh, it's somewhere else. This is a different one. All right. Yeah, but I do have it. My bad. Yeah. But I, I have this one as well. So, I um, mean, um, very cool covers, uh, you know. Um, and, you know, I thought she was like the the kind of the, um, I won't say the heart of the film, but she was the, uh, she was empathetic to Miles's plight. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, you know, they were both very grounded. Yeah, same with like uh, Peter Parker, 616 or 616 Peter Parker. Is it 616? I meant, uh, and, and shout out to to the movie also for even referencing Spider-Man and Doctor Strange in that one scene. Remember yeah. when they were talking about that? I was like, yeah, see, it's all connected. All right, number eight on the list is Spider-Gwen, number one. And I do have this. I just need to find it because I I, I, I was collecting the, the whole run when it came out because it was just so hot. Because yeah. I remember when Edge Spider-Verse came out, I was like, it's bound to get it. I yeah. mean, she's, this, is, this I mean, is right after this is her first ongoing series. She was only around for like a couple of issues. And now she's now she's ghost spider or spider ghost or some shit. She's not even called spider Gwen anymore. I don't think the title's not. Yeah. The title's no longer spider Gwen. She's going. Yeah. Like you said, she goes by ghost spider now. Yeah. Um, and one of the cooler costumes that they created in the modern era. If you, you know, if you look at costumes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, I mean, how often do you see somebody you see a girl at a convention and they got that hoodie? Yeah, that's hard to pull off with the mask and that, yeah, or, you know, yeah. All right, number eight on the list Spider Gwen number one from 2015, CGC 9.8, 134 Bonards. All right, I'm on the board again. Look at that. Oh, Spider Man, 
Ultimate Fallout number four is number seven today from 2011. This book has been going bonkers the past few years, as Miles has quickly become the go-to Spider-Man for many. With his second film in a bag, another one on the way, and a live-action film in development, fans are incredibly excited to continue this growth journey alongside him. It speaks to the character that he was able to shine in a movie packed with Spider-Variants. He's the mascot of a new generation of comic book fans, and it's incredible to see. He's just gotten, and he's just getting started. Fans are eagerly picking up copies of his first appearance. A modern grail for many, and while expensive, it's a must-have for diehard fans. We've tracked 37 copies sold, 7-day trend of 100%, high sell of $2,005 for a CGC 9.8, and a raw near mint. That's $516 for market value. Jeez. <coughs> Excuse me. Number seven on list, Ultimate Fallout. Number four. So just over the last couple of weeks, this book has been like $1,200, $1,500. Now it's at two grand. I meant the, the, uh, the, the newsstand is still like, you know, the gold standard, you know, uh, of, you know, when at the height of it, it was pushing like, three or four grand uh i want to say two years ago maybe a year ago well don't forget the uh the jerkovich uh variant too that's the one that uh yeah that's my man auto had a 9.2 signed yeah that one's a hard that one is hard as hell that one's easily a five grand book or more now i haven't i haven't looked recently but um but now people are looking toward the second print which is that that all white cover Mm -hmm. i wonder if i have that is it that one or is it the second print the one where you see his face on the cover? Because they put no the it, second print it has his face, but it's an all-white cover. Right, but that's they messed up when they did the numbering for the printings. So printing two and printing three both say printing two. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the one that where it's just miles a little bit lower here, so you can see his face. And then the other one where it's a close-up of him pulling off the mask, the all-white one. But they both say second print. Yeah. Also, uh, the first appearance of his new costume, people are picking that up too. The uh, kind of all black and red costume. Uh, yeah. I've been seeing people posting that as well. Number this seven. Is like, uh, this is like New Mutants 98, but there's like other first appearances in here. Like the first appearance of the maker, the evil Reed Richards from the Ultimate Universe is on here as well. Who brought the. Nobody cares Marvel. about right now. It's not that yeah. book yet, but that, that's still another part of, uh, part of the puzzle. And he's the one that actually brought Marvel Zombies into the uh, the this the Ultimate Universe and eventually Six One Six. Correct. If you didn't know, yeah, uh, that's a part of Ultimate Fantastic Four's like 21, 22, 23, something like that. First appearance of uh, the Marvel Zombies, and it was uh, Evil Reed Richards that did that. So uh, mm-hmm. good, good read, man. If you haven't seen it, and if you haven't read, they're they're re- because of the. I guess newfound uh, popularity of the Ultimate Universe. They're rebooting it. They're bringing it back. The Ultimate Universe. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how the Ultimate Universe got destroyed, and the only su- survivor was, I think, uh, Miles and a couple of other people. But I, uh, when it first started, it was great. It made, I mean, oh, yeah. you know, it was. It Ultimate was doing Fantastic. better than the regular Marvel Universe. It was. It's because it was. It. If you never read anything from the Ultimate line, it basically re did all the origin stories and made it more grounded. Uh, that's where you got Black Nick Fury, right? 
Um, and so even like Thor, they didn't know if he was a god or not. Uh, famously, Hulk was like eating people. <laughs> you know, uh, one of my favorite scenes uh, from the Ultimates, which is a book that, but basically, instead of Avengers, they're called the Ultimates. Was uh, Captain America saying was saying to a villain, "You see this A on my head? It doesn't mean uh, it's not French. It doesn't mean I I surrender. Some shit like that. I'm paraphrasing, but it's still one of the best lines. So." Uh, yeah, Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, the uh, Ultimate X-Men. Though when that came out, man, those books were so hot. I mean, they were just blowing up the shelves. I'm mean, amazing spot. You know, obviously, Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate um, X-Men. I, I think Ultimate X-Men at one point was outselling Ultimate Spider-Man, and then Ultimate that, that series was fantastic for a while. It was, yeah, but you know, they just kind of went to the wayside and destroyed it. So. Trying to bring it back. Why it's, not? The Boost. idea of it was to have a where books aren't worried about continuity. Exactly. And eventually, after you know, 10 plus years, there was too much continuity, which is kind of ironic. And that kind of just made it a little bit harder for people to get into. And it, and they're able to kill Peter Parker. Yeah. You know, without it, you know, without people, you know. I remember when they killed Peter Parker and they said there's gonna be a, you know, uh a Puerto Rican and black, you know, uh uh spider-man and you know pundits just lost their shit and they're like ah but they didn't know that you know this isn't the regular continuity you know this is different um right <clears throat> but the death of <clears throat> spider-man in ultimate fallout um does kind of hit I, what was it which issue was it was it ultimate fallout that he dies i forgot which one it was ultimate spider-man 145 yeah when he dies it. it's a great great story great yeah I'm all over great read all right Number seven list, Ultimate Fallout. Number four. What do we have next? Well, of course, another Spider-Man book. Amazing Spider-Man number 10. Oscar Isaac has shown his versatility as an actor who can chew up any, any scene he's in. However, voice acting is a different beast. He killed it as Miguel O'Hara's Spider-Man in Spider-Man 2009. But this isn't about Isaac. But Daniel Cooley, did I say that right? <laughs> an equally impressive actor who delivered an incredible performance as Spider-Punk. It's tough gig being the voice of a skepticism uh, within the authoritarian style of Spider-Man 2099 lording over you. But old Hobie Brown delivered. He gave our young hero a push forward he needed and the comic community is better for Once again, we see fans scouring the internet for copies of his first appearance to add to their PC. Spider-Man is such Spider-Punk is such a fun character and is incredible and is in incredible hands. We can't wait to see more of him. We track 44 copies sold at 70 299% and a high sale, $291.9.8. Uh, wow. With with a raw near fair market value of $57. Yeah, that's one of them. Amazing Spider-Man number 10 coming in at number six. Yeah, he was definitely one of my favorite characters. Like he was like, uh, um, you know, kind of, he was, you know, anarchist. He was, you know, he, he was, was a, a punk rocker. He's yeah. a punk rocker. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like Spider-Man Noir where he was just kind of like so dark and bleak. He goes, sometimes I just put a flame to me to see if I can feel the pain anymore. But, you know, don't want to give away spoilers, but at the end of the movie, you'll see a, a, a reveal of the Gwen's team that she goes to find uh, Miles. Can I say that? I say that. I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, you're not going to see it. So. But you should go see it. 
Number six on the list is ASM number 10 coming in at number six. Uh, another Lord's long-term spec. Oh, here we go. I got this one. So uh, G.I. Joe and the Transformers, number one, uh, the direct edition from 1986. Um, so I guess there's going to be some Transformer spoilers and some uh, Void Rivals spoilers. So, like, you know, fair warning ahead. For those who haven't seen Transformers Rise of the Beast and don't want to be spoiled, turn away now. Well, did you catch that tease? Near the film's end, our hero uh, Noah Diaz is offered a job and handed a business card. On that card is an outfit that made most fans who caught it holler out loud. G.I. Joe. Many immediately hit the aftermarket to secure the first team up in comics between the two organizations in this book. But that's not all. Skybound, as in Robert Kirkman's Skybound, acquired the rights to both G.I. Joe and Transformers. They are introducing their their new shared universe in this week's Void Rivals number one. A sneaky and spectacular way for Mr. Kirkman to bring the two together. However, there is more in store, but that's up to you, dear reader, to explore. We tracked 27 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 177%. High sells $400 for a CGC 9.8 and a fine raw copy fair market value is $6. Yeah, I, I mean, I have the entire miniseries because we had it uh, at least two years ago that, you know, on our long term spec list that we were told that there's going to be a Hasbro connected universe. <clears throat> and sure enough, I mean, the latest rumors are. Uh, first of all, the number five on the list, G.I. Joe and Transformers, number one, uh, 9.8 for $400. Good God. Um, but the latest rumors is that Mask is going to be part of it as well, which that's a lot. You know, that would be fun, though. Imagine Mask, Rom, the Space Knight and everything. You know, why not create a, a, a connected universe, right? I mean, they should do it. But it's interesting to me that Robert Kirkman bought the, what, I guess the comic IP, not the movie IP, right? Because uh, right, the, the Hasbro movie. owns that. Right. Yeah. So um, I'm trying. Was there any? Well, they, did they ever cross over in the cartoons back in the 80s? They didn't, did they? I think there might have been one or two episodes where they did. I, yeah. I want to say. So, yo. You know, and G.I. Joe, uh, Rise of the Beast, or Transformers Rise of the Beast, it was good. It wasn't awful like the other Bay movies. Um, not quite as good as Bumblebee, in my opinion. I think Bumblebee is a really good film. I agree. Um, and uh, ironically, uh, this one isn't directed by the new G.I. Joe. is not directed by Michael Bay either. Same as Bumblebee. He didn't direct those either. He's just a producer. So uh, Michael Bay is finally realizing, yo, maybe some other people can do it better than I can. You know what I mean? Just like George Lucas and Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. He's like, yeah, somebody else write it for him. Number five on the list, G.I. Joe and the Transformers. Number one. Whenever we have a number four. God, another book I got. Oh, is it my read? I sure read, dude. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. I'm glad I read this. <clears throat> uh, X-Men Adventures number one from 1992 in Marvel. This last time we featured this book, we had a tentative release date of 2023. Uh, for the animated series, that is. We recently received something more concrete with a mid-2023 release date. That is 
a 10 episode continuation of the beloved show is right around the corner. What better way to celebrate than picking up a book that features said characters so pronounced pro prominently ingrained in the memory of nearly every 90s child. We can hear the theme music already and and can those and those who picked up this book we tracked 28 copies 70 to 179% and a high sale $250 for a 9.8 raw dog fair market value of $15. I remember even before it was announced I bought 5 copies of this because in an interview the original creators of it said, "Hey, if if Disney would have us, we'll do it. And I read, I read the tea leaves. I was like, they're doing it. Um, I revisited the X-Men cartoon not too long ago. I think it's on Disney plus. It's on Disney plus. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, the first season is the animation is a little, uh, it's a little, doesn't stand up to the test of time, but I mean, you know, it did have some pretty deep, um, storytelling for x-men x-men always has right they've always dealt with you know different type of themes all i remember is the first episode is them going to a mall and then and i think that's where the sales attack yeah <laughs> yeah um <clears throat> but you know um if you want some really cool x-men animated stuff the uh the anime x-men that is really good have you ever seen that yeah dude that thing is rough like, it is. It's violent. It is. It's like straight out of Japan. Like, um, I don't know. Is it? I don't know if it's on Disney Plus. I don't know if you could ever find it, but it's pretty dope. They they stylize, you know, in an anime version of it. It's pretty cool, man. Uh, all the X Men characters. So, X Men Adventures number one coming in at number quattro. I'm doing good, man. I got like four four books on the board. All right, looking good. Yeah, I got about three already so far. So, and so this book showed up. Yeah. Uh, all right. So now we got Spider-Man number seven, the Herberto Ramos top secret spoiler variant. While Spider-Boy has received a lot of hate, mainly from those that missed out or non-modern collectors, he has his fans. Marvel recently revealed a variety of covers for the upcoming Edge of Spider-Verse number three, which will reportedly feature the origin of Spider-Boy. With that information in mind, many collectors believe Spider-Boy is here to stay and has a bright future. Heck, he's featured on a 1 in 200 variant cover. He's the hype train that just keeps going. Or is it beginning to peter out? If these numbers are, are, are of any indication, we may be seeing it slowing down. But certainly not stopping. We've tracked 52 copies sold, down from 99 copies last week. A seven-day trend of 97%, high sale of $135 for CGC 9.8, and near mint raw fair market value is $38. It may have slowed down, but yo, it's been on this list for what a month now? Easily. You can't sell forever, right? Because eventually everybody's gonna buy up their copies and keep them. Yeah, but you know, it's going to go from it was one, then it goes two, three, and then it'll be a number five, it'll be a number six, it'll be a number seven. So <clears throat> I got to think there's some some fire behind the smoke. Like there's, they're going to be doing something or, you know, um, but uh, we I shall see. If you wanted it, you would have this already by now, I would think. Yeah, I missed the boat. I mean, I'm not going to go chasing for it, but you know, uh, I wouldn't say Spider Boy is the next Miles. Uh, unless 
gets his own ongoing title and an animated movie, then you can say he's the next Miles. But until then, it is what it is. It's uh, right up there with the Red Goblin, you know, for, trying to. Are you they know, saying when, he's the next Miles? Is that what people? Are I say it has potential. Um, you know, whenever anything comes out that way, you know it's not going to happen, right? It's like whenever yeah. anybody says this is going to be the next Walking Dead, this is going to be the next Chew, this is going to be the next Miles Morales, like, yeah. Nah, but it's just like I always say, like, yeah, in in DC it's Batman, in Marvel it's it's Spider Man. Anytime they introduce a new character, it's super hot. I mean. You can introduce a new character, Superman, to may hot, be hot for a week or two, or Wonder Woman for a week or two. You know, yeah. But, you know, wasn't there a new Wonder Woman recently? I'm trying to remember. I, I read something online about that. I know. Just like, and it used to be new X-Men characters, right? If a new X-Men character got create, you know, introduced, boom, it would just pop up on here. But it's always Spider-Man. You know, if you go back to um, Spider-Gwen, Miles, I mean, the, I these all fall in the category of Spider-Man characters that were created new. That's in my opinion, right? Also, since all these characters are popping up in movies these days, like even new characters, like, like uh, Ironheart is only a few years old. So any new character is getting a lot of attention these days because everybody's going to spec on it showing up in a movie one day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, I think Spider-Man India could be put in that category, but I think it's been out over. You're 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 too late on that boat. You know that's why it's not on this list. But if you haven't seen the movie, let's just say uh, Spider-Man India isn't going anywhere. God damn it! I I I can't spoil it. All right, there's a team at the end of the film that's gonna be, and I Spider-Man India is part of it. Same as Spider-Man Noir. So uh, go get. Spider-Man Noir while you can, because uh, if Nick Cage comes back as Spider-Man Noir, I will be a happy person. All right, number three on the list is Spider-Man, number seven, the Humberto Ramos top secret spoiler variant. All right, what do you have for number two? That's you. Star Wars. Wow. Star Wars books breaks list. We have Star Wars number 35, the Phil Noto, one in 25. This book is overshadowed by everything Spider-Man centric. Ain't that, ain't that the truth? But it still has some heat behind it. It features the first appearance of Dr. Kuwata, an expert in kyber crystals, as well as the origin of Luke's green, uh, Luke Skywalker's green lightsaber. The Noto one in 25 variant features that event playing out with Dr. Kuwata. I'm hope I'm saying that right. Handing over the famous lightsaber to young Skywalker fans were after cover a something fierce last week, and now it's the variant's turn. We track 44 copies sold, seven day trend of 123% <clears throat> and a high sale, $58 for a raw copy and a near mint and a near mint farm market value for $41. Now that is that is a pretty cool history. I mean, you know. In canon, here, this is your famous green lightsaber. Uh, and you know, this is if you haven't, I highly suggest you watch Star Wars number 35 to feel no to one in 25. Aaron, if I, I highly suggest you watch the uh, other oh, Tebow watches, well, the well, the Clone Wars and Rebels as well, where every Jedi has to, you know, uh, basically build their own lightsaber, right? They have to go out. They have to get the kyber crystal, and that's theirs. I mean, it's it's kind of a, a rite of passage for a Jedi. You, know, you just don't go to the 
lightsaber uh, armory and say, yeah, pick me out this one, this one, this one. There's actually a, a, a thing about it that's in the Clone Wars that they talk about it much more in depth. And it's very interesting where they take they take the young uh, they take the Padawans to go seek out kyber crystals to build their lightsabers. Um, so, you know, you know, um, it, just just watch it. I got Clone Wars is fucking fantastic, man. There's so much to watch in it. I mean, uh, from the perspective of the Force, where they're remember they're uh, I don't know if you ever seen you seen Clone Wars, right? The movie? No, the series. Uh, no. Oh my god, I'm yeah. not a Star oh. Wars guy. Oh, there's an episode where they go to a planet where the basically it's the origin of the Force, and there's like a brother and sister who are 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 basically opposite sides of the force the dark side and the light side i mean it goes really deep i mean it, it's so good i mean it's so well done i mean dave filoni just absolutely kills it with all the taking of the star wars mythos and bringing it to light uh, and now he's blurring lines between star wars canon and legacy so hop on him man it's number uh 25 number two on the list of star wars number 35 the phil noto variant one in 25 58 dollars for a raw dog damn son all right, last one on the list, boys and girls. Don't go away. We're gonna pull uh, a winner for today. What do we have? Is it Spider-Man? Of course it is. Oh yeah, here we go. Uh, Spider-Man 2099, number one <laughs> from 1992. Well, Spider-Man 2099 reigned supreme two weeks in a row. Now that more fans are enjoying the spectacle that is across the Spider-Verse, fans are actively tracking down his first solo series in the aftermarket. The consensus is that Oscar Isaac as O'Hara crushed it and fans are clamoring for anything associated. Uh, there's even a fan petition for a live action 2099 film with Oscar Isaac. Uh, lucky for them, uh, there is a part two or a part three. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, we're still a long way out from release. That will give collectors plenty of time to acquire a copy as we've tracked 170 uh, that's the most sold of 2099 number one ever in one week. Uh, so that was 170 copies, uh, seven day trend of 120%, high sell of $300 for a CDC 9.8, and near mint fair market value is $18. <clears throat> yeah, I got this one too. Spider Man 2099 number one. Um, look at that 90s so comic showing up there. Yeah, man. Um, and this is, uh, I believe, a hard stock cover, too. So it's either 9-8 or it's not. It ain't no pressing this one. You know what no I mean? Um, and I, I'll be honest with you. I haven't read it. But and there's something about in the movie that I was like, you know, is, is, is Miguel O'Hara a vampire? No, not that. No, he's not a vampire. Why did did you see uh, did you see the movie? Yeah. Do you see where he's about to bite into that dude's neck? I don't think I've noticed that then. No, the in the movie there's a scene where he's like ah he fangs come out and looks like he's about to he's about to suck the blood out of this dude but then he stops, you know, but uh yeah. You know spoil it. It's been out for what? 2 weeks now. If you're not going to see it, yeah, see, I'm see, I'm right, and you know, Oscar Isaac was he, he was probably like the most serious of the characters in the oh. Spider animated film, and he was downright scary. But good old Matt LeBeau, our, our boy uh, Matt in the chat, 
says that his spider powers gives him fangs like a spider. Ah, thanks, Matt. Because I was thinking, I was like, wait a second, did I miss something? Is 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 Miguel O'Hara a damn vampire? What the hell happened, man? Ah, he has venom bite. Well, better than having webs go out of your butt. Uh, there you go, reference for Spider Man. If you didn't like, anatomically <laughs> correct, that's where it'd be coming out of. Yeah, so Spider Man 2099 coming in at number one. Um, we are going to see. Uh, this is another book that I think most people should have. It's exciting yeah. to see that this has so much heat behind it. With it being a 90s book and kind of the stigma 90s have, says those comics not ever being worth anything. It's good to see those things really starting to shine. Yeah. Do you remember uh, Punisher in 2099 and those other books? Yeah. Ghost Rider 2099. Doom. Yeah, Doom got his own book. I will say Punisher 2009's costume is whack. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Punisher's 2099 costume is whack. Listen, it's like a futuristic trench coat with shoulder pads. It was like the Beyonder <laughs> part, you know, the Beyonder. Remember in the remember the yeah, yeah Sick of Wars Part Two and the Beyonder going to Earth and he was like dressed like uh, Croc in the Tubs from Miami Vice. With yeah, he had like crazy shoulder pads, and you know the the blazer with the rolled up sleeves. Yeah, yeah. We're really dating ourselves, but uh, you know. And then uh, um, Spider Man had to teach him how to poop. Yeah, yeah, and he had a. You know, back then everybody had a mullet, including spot, including Superman. Famously, he had a had Jerry a curl. Beyonder was rocking a Jerry curl. Like he's gonna go to your house, sit down, and screw up the back of your couch. <laughs> that just so glow. Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> We're going everywhere with references today. All right, you guys have been given ample enough time. Should I give him more time? To uh... all right, I'll give you a little bit more time to, for the giveaway here. Go and comment on this video what your favorite cover is or just comment comment or something like that and uh i'm gonna give you guys some uh <clears throat> some time sorry i'm still under the weather dude i've been sick literally for like a week and a half two weeks that like, sucks. like a sinus cold that you wouldn't believe i said i couldn't even breathe out of my nose it was awful but oh, uh, plus it's, like, it's getting warm down there too so that's even worse now what's weird is the sun hasn't come out in like three weeks so but now it's been oh. like it's been like cloudy throughout the day and then the sun finally pops out and then it gets kind of humid and it's kind of gross. So it's like, Oh, well that's what happened. You Southern California people can't understand any kind of weather. If it's not sunny. Wait, don't you live in Vegas? Yeah. It's just hot. Well, that's cold too. <laughs> it's only hot in the, the summer. The rest of the year is beautiful. <laughs> the three months of summer suck, you know, but you know, AC car, AC job, AC house. You're good. Yeah, but the rest of the year is great. Just like the three months. No, no, no. It's not hot. It's fucking hellish hot. It's, it's 120, it 115. Trust yeah. me, bro. My birthday is July 24th. I used to go to Vegas for my birthday, and I would just be like dying out there. But uh, oh, when I first moved out here, I would get nosebleeds because it's so hot. Yeah. All right. While well, you guys are uh, get time to leave a comment, because I pick uh, my nose a lot. <laughs> we'll play a little quickie here. Shit! Goddamn!
That last one is um, the theme song <clears throat> for SWAT. If you remember the SWAT TV show, I never saw it. And then they had that breakdown. It's just a like a fucking fifteen second break that hip hop has been used for years and years and years. All right, so we had forty four comments before. Um, you know, we did all that, so let's do it again. See how many comments we got now. 62. Well done, party people. All right. Good job. Uh, let's go. Good luck to everybody. You're going to get some uh, cool books as soon as I receive them. Um, I ran out of books, so for those who are asking, I have to wait for uh, Bird City to send me the books, and then I'm going to ship them out to you as soon as you go. Good luck, everybody. John Longshot. <clears throat> Congratulations. He's in live chat too. Yeah. And he also was uh, nice enough to send me a bunch of um, uh, Gemini mailers too, so I can mail it out to people. So, uh, John, you, uh, I think that's the second time you won. Nice. Maybe. I don't know. Very cool. Yeah. Gabe, any last words? Hey, everybody. Thanks for showing up. See you guys on Thursday. Have fun. All right. See you Thursday. It'll just be me and Gabe unless we can uh, straddle in somebody else because it's hard for me to read and highlight notes at the same time. But uh, until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them bong boxes and peace out.
Lord is. Update. Um, what's in the box?